As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Sex is the life force energy that runs through us all. Can you use sexual energy for your spiritual evolution? Or perhaps for emotional healing? Is it even possible? Clinical sexologist Dr. Martha Tara Lee will explore all these and more on Eros Evolution on Home Times Radio. Hello, hello, and welcome to Arrows Evolution. This is where sexuality and spirituality meet. My name is Martha. I'm a clinical sexologist with a doctorate in human sexuality, and my company is called Arrows Coaching. I'm based in Singapore, and of course, I'm also available via Skype. Uh, today, I have a guest who I have been really looking forward to interviewing for a really long time. I've been admiring her work for a long time from afar, and her name is uh, Stephanie Bueller, and she's a licensed psychologist and ASEC certified sex therapist and supervisor. She has her practice in uh, Womanology, uh, Restore Him. It's an integrated um, clinic uh, located at Newport Beach and Irvine, uh, California. Uh, she's written several books, and her textbook, What Every Mental Health Professional Needs to Know About Sex, is used at universities all over the US. She's working on a new book and I uh, can't wait to get this book and it's called Counseling Couples Before, During and After Pregnancy and uh, we know going through uh, body changes uh, lots of people experience low sex drive and all kinds of things. So she began her business, the Bueller Institute in 2007 and the Institute trains therapists and counselors in how to help individuals and couples with their sexual problems. And this is one program that is completely online and available to anyone around the world who wants to learn more about sexuality. Uh, the other program is blended with part online and part live in Newport Beach. And you can go to her website, that's thebuellerinstitute.com. And you can also find her on Facebook. Okay, so today's show, we're going to be talking about procreation and recreation. So the show title is When Procreation, Making Babies, and Recreation, uh, Having Fun, uh, Co-Polite, uh, uh, Couples and Intimacy During Infertility Treatment. As people wait longer to marry and start families, the incidence of infertility has increased. And even though... Uh, and even young couples uh, sometimes struggle with infertility. There are sexual problems that cause infertility, including vaginismus, which I work with a lot of clients on, and delayed ejaculation. This is a condition that happens when a man wants to ejaculate but cannot ejaculate when he wants to. It takes much longer. And infertility can also cause uh, sexual difficulty, especially low desire, low sex drive. There are also emotional problems such as sadness and defeat that can make it difficult for couples to relate to each other. And in this program, uh, today's show, uh, Dr. Bueller will talk about the, the relationship and sexual difficulties related to infertility. So welcome to the show. Thank you for coming. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me, Martha. I'm very excited to be doing this show with you. <laughs> I, I'm so honored. Um, you are one of the people who was already um, doing this uh, work when I started out. And of course, I've been admiring you from afar for many years. Uh, so, uh, well, I've been watching you, too. I've been 
watching oh, you too, you. and I've been watching you evolve. Yes, absolutely. Oh, thank you. So I'm uh, starting to, um, I've been a ASEC certified uh, sex educator since 2009, and only this year I'm going to apply to be a CE provider. So, um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I really admire your work. So uh, t tell us, you. Um, when you talk about uh, <laughs> when you talk about procreation and recreation, um, can you uh, share with us a little bit about the link and the importance for them to fall light? Yeah, so, um, so I'm writing a book called Counseling Couples Before, During, and After Pregnancy, uh, Intimacy, and Sexuality. And I, what I noticed is that a lot of people these days, uh, they, you know, many people enjoy sex, of course, and they enjoy the recreational part of sex. But then when it comes to time to, uh, for family planning and for getting pregnant, sometimes there's a lot of pressure or sometimes there are problems like infertility. And then people start to have sexual problems. And then the other way around, Sometimes there are people who have difficulty enjoying sex, have difficulty enjoying the recreational side, and uh, they're the ones that maybe want to have a family but are unable to because they have some sort of sexual difficulty, like you said, like vaginismus or for men, delayed ejaculation. Uh, so you get kind of things going either way. You get sexual difficulties that cause infertility, you get uh, infertility treatment or family planning causing sexual difficulties. And then the book is also about, uh, it's going to be about what happens during pregnancy because that's a whole other thing <laughs> that we can talk about a little. And then of course, postpartum, after the baby is born, what happens to couples you know, they've, they've gone through this amazing experience, or we hope it was an amazing experience. We know that it's not always amazing. They've gone through an amazing experience, we hope. And then what happens to the couple's relationship? Uh, what happens to the recreational part of sex now that they went through this whole process? So sometimes we know uh, sex after baby uh, diminishes, and there is lots of research that shows us that couples with children under the age of five are the least happy. <laughs> so, so that's kind of terrible because you think, oh, you know, I think people think, oh, we're going to have a family. It's going to be so wonderful. It'll be fun. And there are parts of it that are, but then there are lots of parts of it that aren't. And... Um, people sometimes have relationships and sexual difficulties after baby is born. So that, that yeah. there you go. Those are the links. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you very much so that um, um, there's so much of struggle um, after baby. And then there's all this pressure uh, during uh, trying to have a baby. I have had um, um, clients coming in when they're trying to have baby and um, the woman is saying things like what's so difficult all you need to do is just uh, give me your sperm and I have to carry the baby I'm the one who has to suffer blah 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 and there's, uh, there's this sense of shaming the man that seems to happen it's almost like this hate for men um, but then yeah. you're trying to have a baby with this man then you're insulting right yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of shame that goes along with uh, if you're trying to have a baby and things aren't working, uh, you know the penis is not working, the vagina is not working. There's a lot of shame, there's a lot of guilt. Um, it's uh, frustrating for both. Um, but what you find is that sometimes people say because I think they feel they're supposed to say that they are really into it. They really want to have a family. But then when you get one mm. partner off by themselves, sometimes you find out that they're, they're kind of scared, right? They're ambivalent. 
They say, yes, we want to start a family. Then we get them alone. They go like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, you know, so men sometimes have problems like delayed ejaculation. And they can't ejaculate yeah. because they're not so sure about this whole baby thing. And women too. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so I've had a lot of women too who are sometimes ambivalent or they're scared. Sometimes they're just scared of the um, prospect of labor and delivery. You know, they've heard horror stories. Or maybe their mother said, oh, when I had you, it was so horrible. And their face is going to be so painful and horrible. So they develop vaginismus. Uh, so that's not a very healthy way of coping, of course. And so you know, someone like that really can benefit from treatment and understand their complicated feelings and learn how to cope with their fears. So while you're saying that uh, you have clients who develop vaginismus when they're trying to have a baby, so that's secondary vaginismus? Mm-hmm. Yes. So vaginismus, I'm, I'm guessing that if um, women are, <laughs> if women have listened to you, they know, and I know that you treat vaginismus, oh, so that's when penetration, uh, penis vagina penetration is not possible or it's very painful. So a lot of those women, uh, have, you know, it, sometimes they really do want a baby, but uh, they won't come in for treatment of vaginismus until that point. So they've never, oh, I've yeah. had couples, I'm sure you had too, you know, with unconsummated marriage, sometimes a year, two years, four years, seven years, uh, where a couple has never had intercourse, but they want a family. The reason they've never had intercourse is often vaginismus. And um, I found that some of those women have a lot of fears about having sex for a number of reasons, but sometimes they're really afraid of becoming pregnant. They don't like the idea of having uh, Mm. anything growing inside of them, but they don't like the idea of something being dependent on them. So those are very complicated feelings uh, that take some time to talk through Mm. and get them resolved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Like we often have the assumption that it's uh, going to be so beautiful to get pregnant and have a baby, and yet there are women who feel that this is something that is a burden that's going to cramp their style, and also all those things that are going to happen to their body, the the figure, and uh, also the the change, and uh, how. Also, right. Um, the I, yeah, a lot of people are. Yes. 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 The responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think um, you know, women uh, still bear the most of the parenting responsibilities, the housekeeping responsibilities. Um, maybe they have to work as well, and sometimes they're not just. They're not that excited. Conscious Lifestyle on Steroids. Ohm Times Radio. IOM FM. Host your show on IOM FM, the radio network of Ohm Times Media, one of the more recognized brand names in the conscious community, and is backed by the extensive marketing reach of Ohm Times. Hosting a show on IOM FM immediately connects you with our extensive, dedicated community. I'm Kelly Fox, host and astrologer of The Astrology Show. Each week, I'll give you access to the current transits, which are a valuable tool 
that provide astrological information to help unlock the potential each of us has. Understanding the stars can help steer us in the right direction to make better informed choices. So if you're As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers wondering what's going to happen in your week ahead, be sure to tune in to The Astrology Show for guidance, Mondays at 9pm Eastern Time. Every two minutes, an American is sexually assaulted. The majority of victims know their attacker. It could be your friend, your neighbor, or someone you met at a party. If you said no, it's rape, and it's a crime. This is Christina Ricci with RAIN. Call the National Sexual Assault Hotline today at 1-800-656-HOPE or visit RAIN.org. That's R-A-I-N-N dot O-R-G. Brought to you by RAIN and this station. And welcome back to Arrow's Evolution. This is where we always explore the link between sex and spirit. And uh, you can find this show on omtimes.com forward slash mobile. With this show, you are able to uh, listen to it without needing to download any app. So it's a live uh, feed that is happening right now. Everything here is live. Just now I dropped off the show and now I'm back. Don't worry, I'm here. <laughs> so we are with uh, Stephanie Bueller and she's a licensed uh, psychotherapist and ASEC certified sex therapist and supervisor. And you can find her at the Bueller Institute.com. That's um, B U E H L E R Institute.com. And uh, we're talking about infertility today, the link between procreation and recreation. And just before break, we were talking about uh, problems around infertility, some people not being able to consummate their marriage. Sometimes it's the male who doesn't really uh, want to have a baby, sometimes it's the woman. And uh, this can really come to a head. Uh, when they start trying, and uh, so, so I know uh, Stephanie that you work with a lot of people who have infertility. So maybe um, before we start yes. using this word very loosely, uh, what is infertility to you, and how how is it uh, treated? Right. So, well, I think uh, the definition is for couples that are under the age of thirty-five. If they have tried to become pregnant for a year uh, without any result, then the thought is perhaps there is infertility. Uh, For couples over the age of 35, uh, the understanding is that you should try for six months, and then if nothing happens because time is of the essence, then you want to see a fertility specialist sooner than later. Um, and infertility can happen for it can happen for one partner, or it can happen for both partners. And there can be hormonal reasons, mechanical reasons, uh, you know, blockages, and uh, you know, for women, things like endometriosis. Um, so there are a variety of problems that can 
make it difficult for couples to get pregnant. Um, I think the, the rate of infertility here in the States is going up because people are delaying marriage and so they are delaying having children. I know I have a lot of couples coming into my office saying, oh, well, you know, the woman will say, oh, I'm 35, so I think we should start trying to have a family. And, well, <laughs> you know, I'm going, well, yes, definitely, you, you know, if that's what you want, you should start trying. Uh, but really, um, you know, women who wait, uh, the chances of having trouble goes up and also the chance of having miscarriage goes up as well. So that's not to say that women should be feel pressured or forced to have children before the age of 35, just that they need to realize that there are risks associated with waiting. Um, for men, uh, and you know, women of course have to worry about the quality of their eggs. Uh, men, not so much, although uh, there is a little bit of research suggesting that as men get older, the quality of sperm uh, may not be the same as it was when they were younger. Um, but mm -hmm. for the most part, uh, you know, unless a man has a sexual problem or um, has had, say, a cancer uh, where he is no longer fertile, um, you know, men can reproduce until they're uh, into old age. Mm. Yes. Yeah. So when um, they they learn that they are facing infertility, they would um, have all of this whole range of emotions. And is this where you come in and uh, work with them? Yes. Yes, definitely. You know, I've had couples be so sad and sometimes very angry about when they find out that one or both of them have infertility. I've had couples even say, you know, they grieve, I think. They grieve over the loss of health. So you have somebody who's maybe, you know, 38, uh, could be male or female. They look healthy, they look okay, but then they find out that there's actually something going on with them that they had no idea was a problem. And so there's, there can be feelings of shame anger, uh, disappointment, and grief. Um, sometimes couples, I think, get very confused by the diagnosis. I've had couples say things like, well, maybe we're not really meant to be together. Maybe mm. our chemistry isn't right, and so we don't belong together. Um, uh, you know, so that just exposes a fear that they have. I think it says something about how upsetting it is. Um, I think it also means that sometimes uh, they may feel like, oh no, you know, I married you and I, I didn't know that there was going to be this problem and now what? Uh, so it's a very difficult situation. Um, you know, I will say that for a lot of couples, um, going through infertility treatment pulls them together. You know, they have a shared goal uh, and um, and they, they're able to support each other emotionally. Uh, and of course, we're talking about couples that have the financial means, and I don't know what it's like where you are, but here in the States, um, if you go for IVF treatment, uh, sometimes insurance only covers a small part of it, uh, so that makes it very costly. I've had couples argue about whether or not they wanted to pursue treatment because of the expense. Um, and maybe one does and the other says, no, you know what, we can take in foster children or we can adopt. Um, you know, so you have disagreements. Uh, and then, of course, going through the treatment, um, if a woman is taking, uh, say, injections to stimulate ovulation, I think we've all yeah. heard of women who've had a really terrible time and, you know, with hormones uh, being all over the place and just not feeling very good and uh, husbands sometimes don't know how to manage those things. 
And then because we are on a, a show about sexology, you know, we also know that sometimes lesbian couples are going through these procedures as well. Uh, one is trying to get pregnant. Um, and, uh, you know, the idea of using where to get sperm from, uh, donor sperm, and this kind of thing. Uh, and that's true for um, heterosexual couples as well. Uh, so it, it can become very complex. And I think people, because partners, you know, it's a very tough situation. Partners don't want to share their anxiety or their fears with each other because they're afraid you're going to hurt their partner and their partner is going to think, well, you're not you know, totally committed to this process, so why am I going through this? And so, you know, sometimes partners don't share their, their feelings about what's going on and uh, they withdraw yeah. emotionally. And so you can get relationship problems that happen. And of course, those relationship problems can lead to sexual difficulties, right? So it's complicated. Mm. Yeah. Yes. So I really start to appreciate all the different uh, layers of it uh, from you. And um, uh, this is where uh, seeking... Uh, uh, talk therapy from someone like you will really um, support them. Do you feel like being able to deal with the the emotional side of things, um, talking with you, um, helps them to conceive more easily? Yes, yes, because I, I have a, a one urologist that specializes in infertility, and uh, he sends me a lot of men who have delayed ejaculation. And so sometimes being able to come in and talk to someone who isn't going to judge them if they express their fears about having a baby and having the responsibility of a baby or uh, sometimes they're upset with their partner, like, you know, my partner's being so difficult right now and all, they, all she talks about is baby things and I'm, I'm done with the whole thing. So having a place to vent and just kind of get their feelings out helps a lot. Uh, so, you know, anybody who's you know, listening and thinking, huh, you know, we're going through that. Maybe we should go talk to somebody. I would really encourage you to do so. And just talking to somebody once, twice, a couple of times can be very helpful. Yeah. And also the normalization of it, that it is common what they're going through, that other people go through this as well. Yes, yes, I think that's a very good point to, you know, because then you can, uh, the therapist can say, you know what, you're not alone and there are other people going through the same thing. Uh, sometimes support groups are helpful, uh, but I don't think, at least here, um, not a lot of great support for men. Uh, uh, women will go to groups or get online um, into chat rooms and forums and connect with other women. So I think it's sometimes, you know, men get left out of the whole process. <laughs> they sort of get marginalized and forgotten and they have feelings about that. They're not just, you know, they're not just the bringer of sperm. <laughs> you know, they're live human beings and they have feelings too, even if they don't express them so easily. Yeah, I, I, I really can uh, see that. And especially when uh, men find that they can't really talk with other men uh, when it comes to all these topics, there's this male bravado that seems to happen in male circles and uh, they often feel very isolated. And, and when they have an issue with their partner, they don't really know that they can uh, uh, talk about it. So that can be uh, very challenging. Yes, for sure. Very challenging. Um, uh, and like I said, you know, sometimes men don't feel comfortable talking to their partner. Uh, they, you know, they don't want to upset their partner. Uh, and sometimes I end up, if I'm seeing the man alone, I'll end up uh, encouraging him to find some ways to talk to his partner about what he's feeling. And it doesn't have to be... Mm -hmm 
you know, I, I'm, I'm struggling, so I don't want to do this anymore. It's just I need to let you know that I'm struggling. And that gives her an opportunity to listen. Well, we have a break, and we're going to come back after break. I'm okay. back more on the issue of the family's infertility. Free your mind with Ohm Times Radio, IOM FM. Ohm Times Magazine is one of the leading online content providers of positivity, wellness, and personal empowerment. A philanthropic organization, their net proceeds are funneled to support worldwide charity initiatives via Humanity Healing International. Through their commitment... As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. To creating community and providing conscious content, they aspire to uplift humanity on a global scale. Ohm Times, co-creating a more conscious lifestyle. Hi, this is Julie Geigel. And I'm Susan Schuler. And I'm Lori Walker. And we are the Psychic Angel Channelers from Angel Talk Tuesday. Tune in every week at 10 a.m. Eastern on OhmTimesRadio.com. The angels have heard your call and are here to help. Are you ready to receive? Bathe in the beautiful vibrational frequency to help you heal, expand, and remember your magnificence with Angel Talk Tuesday. What's up? This is Brad and Mike from Lincoln Park for Lifebeat, the music industry fights AIDS. Listen up, times are tough and you get a lot of things thrown your way. If you're being pressured to have sex and you're not ready, then say no. If you're having sex, be smart and use protection. Respect yourself and protect yourself. For more information, call the National AIDS Hotline at 1-800-342-AIDS or log on to www.lifebeat.org. Welcome back to today's show. We're talking about the link between procreation and recreation when couples and intimacy uh, doing uh, infertility treatment. And in today's show, we talked about uh, some of the sexual problems that they face. We talked about the emotional side, the financial side uh, that can happen, and the challenges that happens when um, um, they um, are having difficulties relating, talking about their uh, feelings, thoughts, and um, the importance of their support. And uh, so uh, so Stephanie uh, Bueller, she's here. She's with the St- uh, Bueller Institute.com, uh, and uh, she um, uh, works with uh, lots of couples with this issue with uh, Womanology Restore Him uh, Clinic with uh, uh, clinics located at Newport Beach and Irvine, California. And so, um, so Stephanie, um, do you tell us a little bit more about um, the challenges that uh, couples face uh, when they are pregnant? Yes. Yeah, so, 
It's, that's something that's been uh, pretty interesting for me. Now, I, I don't get a lot of couples during the pregnancy, but I do get some. And I've had couples say, uh, you know, maybe they're not getting along or um, I've had kind of interesting couples coming in. Sometimes the woman got pregnant, uh, even though she has vaginismus. Um, maybe through the, here we call it a splash pregnancy, meaning that the man ejaculated outside of the vagina and, um, you know, sperm got to the egg and uh, it got fertilized. And so I've had women with vaginismus uh, who are pregnant. Um, so that's very interesting. Um, they're usually kind of upset about the whole thing, as you can imagine. Oh, oh goodness. I'm uh, carrying a baby, but I, I didn't even get an opportunity to conceive it in a normal way, and it feels terrible for them. Uh, but it does happen, and I do have couples that um, maybe I was treating and they became pregnant during the course of treatment. So I don't have a lot of couples calling me during pregnancy and saying, oh, we've got to get in there because one of us doesn't have any desire for sex, right? But... Um, I still think it's important for us as psychotherapists to understand what happens during pregnancy because that can tell us something about um, maybe what happened after or um, uh, how couples um, cope with problems or how they cope with uh, times when there's no sex going on. So what we understand is that for most couples, there's... Um, uh, Sexual activity, usually there's a little bit less in the first trimester because women may not feel, be, a woman may not be feeling very good. She may have fatigue, morning sickness, tenderness, uh, you know, just maybe in shock, <laughs> uh, you know, being pregnant. Um, uh, but that doesn't mean that there's zero sexual activity. It's just maybe not as much. And then during the second trimester, when she's feeling a little better, then there's maybe more sexual activity going on. And then in the last trimester, the sexual activity diminishes. But, you know, every, every couple seems to be different, and there are couples, and I have had couples in my practice who say they had uh, sex or intercourse right up until... Uh, you know, maybe two weeks before uh, their child was born. So then you have to wonder about the couples where there was nothing happening, right? So, um, uh, like, no no sexual activity at all. And the, the yeah. most, yeah, right? And so the most common reason that people don't have sex during pregnancy is that <laughs> is that they are afraid that the fetus, will hear them or will understand that they're having intercourse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I've had people say that to me, right? Like right to me. I'm going, yeah. you really don't believe that, do you? Yeah. <laughs> so do you think that it's a, it's a cultural thing or like lack of sex education? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But I understand, too, that in... Uh, I read a study in one culture, and I think it was a study done in Iran, where uh, some of the women did not want to have intercourse during pregnancy because if they had a girl, it would mean that she had lost her virginity. And so that was very... Yeah, me too. Oh, okay, so uh, I don't know what happened. Uh, um, Stephanie's um, voice got cut off, and so we just got to the exciting part about her saying um, um, that uh, women who are um, pregnant in Iran don't want to have sex with their husbands because this would mean that their daughters, if they had a daughter, um, lost a virginity. 
So yeah, the lack of sex education really does a number on people. I also have had clients who say things like, um, first there's a lot of blaming of the man, that's very common. And um, then I, I actually had one client who uh, came in very soon after uh, delivering a baby and was immediately asking about how to resume sex uh, with her husband as soon as possible, almost as if um, they're resentful about um, being a mom, uh, having her independence taken away by the child, and uh, wanting to get back in on the action um, so as to assert her independence as and her ability to like juggle all things. And so all that pressure that she puts on herself uh, when actually her body is going through lots of changes, including breastfeeding. And um, I, I know of several clients who, when they're breastfeeding, find that they don't have any sex drive. And, um, this, uh, and even after they stop breastfeeding, the lack of sex drive continues sometimes as long as a year after baby. And so these are some of the challenges that happens um, so far on today's show that we mentioned um, before baby, during baby, uh, and after baby. So I'm still not uh, getting Stephanie on. I, I don't know what's happening. Um, so this, has, this is what happens when we have a live show. Things come up and we, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> Sometimes it's quite stressful. So another thing that happens with um, IVF in my experience is that um, because of all the hormonal changes and because it's it's um, um, no guarantee, um, I was told it's like 50% chance of getting pregnant. And uh, so it's also very expensive. So in Singapore, at least, if you are below 30, you get the first treatment um, paid for by the government, I believe. And um, if you're above uh, that age, you don't get that um, paid for by the government. And uh, so that can be a real challenge for people who find that at the end of um, this, they consider like painful and emotional ride doing uh, hormonal injections to um, have more eggs come out for IVF that um, they still end up um, not pregnant and it's very stressful. So when it, when it comes to um, um, that, it's, it's um, really important, like what Stephanie mentioned just now, to get support. Women get uh, support um, with um, support groups and finding communities online. I, I certainly know of people who have done that. It was very interesting. Um, several years ago in Singapore, there was this article of this uh, group of brides that got together to uh, discuss what are the best like photographers, venues, flowers, so on and so forth. And they continued supporting each other after their weddings and um, then uh, going into motherhood. And so there's this, I don't know whether um, there's this community that they created for themselves, all getting married the same year, all um, then uh, starting to do family planning, and um, there's always the good and the bad around it. I guess the bad is this comparison that can happen. However, also in Asian culture, there's a lot of this collective um, activities that uh, people really like um, doing. Uh, I never liked it, and so that's probably why I'm um, more able to cope with being a sexologist in Singapore and caring less um, about what people think has helped me. However, I do see a lot of this, I, don't, I call it like herd consciousness. <laughs> they get caught up with what friends are doing um, and they compare, oh, this person just got married and she's pregnant, what about me? Why me? Poor me? Um, that, that can happen. And that's, that's very um, difficult when um, they also get asked a lot by their friends and family um, why they're not pregnant, they should get pregnant. It really helps the relationship. It helps uh, um, at least if the man were to leave her, 
uh, she would um, at least have a child. So things like that. Uh, these kind of things uh, gives a lot of pressure, especially to the woman, because there's this assumption that it's the woman who doesn't want a baby, and in reality, um, the man um, um, somehow doesn't seem to um, get the same kind of pressure that a woman seems to get when it comes to um, having a baby. And of course, there's uh, lesbian couples, um, um, but that is uh, not really talked about so much uh, in Asia. I only know of one uh, lesbian uh, couple that um, conceived uh, two kids, and uh, they were considered the pioneers um, in Singapore. And so in today's show, we're talking about when procreation and recreation collide, couples and intimacy during infertility treatment. And my guest, uh, Dr. Stephanie Bueller, she um, works with um, clients directly in this integrated clinic at uh, Newport Beach and Irvine. And I don't know whether I'm pronouncing correct, but it's Hong um, Hospital. That's H-O-A-G. And okay. she's written several books. Oh, okay. You're back. I was just like wondering what happened. Okay, so we have a Hi. break. And, uh, okay. We have a break and I will discuss our okay. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Bringing you the best of the conscious minds in the world. Om Times Radio. Your conscious lifestyle on steroids. The number one reason girls drop out of school in sub-Saharan Africa is lack of access to feminine hygiene products. The Pads for School Girls Project, an outreach of Humanity Healing International, is changing this paradigm by setting up sewing programs at schools, teaching girls a vocational skill, while producing the reusable pads that help keep them attending classes. The girls pay it forward by making and giving pad kits to other girls in need. To learn more, visit HumanityHealing.org. Humanity Healing is where your heart is. Join me, Tammy Adams, intuitive life coach and spiritual healer, for my new show, Karma Talk. Learn how to get rid of your karma so that you can start living the life you are meant to live. I am not going to tell you what you want to hear, but what you need to hear. Join me on Wednesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time for Karma Talk on Home Time Radio. It's on us to stop sexual assault. To get in the way before it happens. To get a friend home safe. And to not blame the victim. It's on us. To look out for each other. To, to not, not look, look the, the other way. way. It's on us to stand up. To step in. To take responsibility. It's on us, all of us, to, to stop, stop sexual, sexual assault. assault. Learn how and take the pledge at itsonus.org. We are into the last 15 minutes of today's show, and uh, we are with Stephanie Bueller, and she is with the BuellerInstitute.com. That's B-U-E-H-L-E-R. And uh, so, Stephanie, um, uh, do you uh, have any advice for couples who are uh, going through uh, IVF uh, and or uh, any other form of infertility treatment? I do, and uh, that's a very good question. So I think that um, uh, couples, first of all, I think that they should get support and not not hold on to their feelings to find friends or family or support group or a therapist uh, if they are struggling and not try to go through it 
alone. Um, and so that would be one thing. Uh, the other is um, to one of the things that I tell couples if they're having baby making sex um, and they're finding it to be mechanical or robotic, uh, you know, and they may even worry that they're, um, uh, you know, might feel like their doctor is in the room with them while they're having sex, you know, like looking over their shoulder. Uh, this kind of thing. So I think that, uh, you know, couples can do a couple of things. One is to have um, sex where, um, you know, like non-baby making sex and say, okay, when we have baby making sex, it's going to be kind of quick and we know what we're doing and so we're just going to make it happen and then uh, have other sessions of lovemaking where it's going to be more enjoyable and pleasurable. I have had couples also decide that they were going to have fun and make baby making sex fun for themselves. Um, and so, and, and set up the room in a special way and, you know, maybe have dinner together and reminisce or hold hands or have some intimate time together and uh, then uh, have baby making sex. Um, so I think those are good ideas. I think that if there is any sexual dysfunction going on, um, unfortunately, uh, physicians are not always going to ask, and couples are sometimes embarrassed. Uh, so I would say don't be embarrassed if there's a sexual problem uh, to talk, let the doctor know because you don't want to go through a lot of treatment and there's really some kind of sexual function going on. Um, it's not it's not common, but it's not uncommon. Uh, so I, I just wouldn't be embarrassed about that. Uh, so and and sometimes men, for example, uh, if they're anxious and they have a lot of performance anxiety during this time, even though they're maybe under the age of 40 or even under the age of 35, um, using a sexual aid like a, a Viagra, I think is fine to do. I think if a woman is feeling nervous and anxious about the whole thing, then I think good self-care is critical. Actually, I think for both partners. So, you know, do, doing things for relaxation, uh, doing yoga, doing qigong, doing some kind of massage or having massage, going for walks, um, you know, doing things that are uh, quiet activities that, uh, you know, are enjoyable um, and to, um, you know, just make a conscious effort to increase your self-care. That way, when it's time to have sex, you'll be a little more... Um, uh, be a little more interested and a little more relaxed and sex might feel better. Um, so um, I think that what I will say is that for some couples, uh, having making a child is sacred. And uh, I don't think a lot of people talk about that. But I do think that there is... Uh, for some people, it's a sacred moment, and I think um, honoring that and being able to connect in a different way uh, can be very enriching for a couple. So instead of, I, I think, and I think that's where that, where we started, you know, that link between procreation and recreation. I think it's sometimes difficult for people to think about making a child, having this spiritual experience, and making it fun, too. Right? But it's okay. Like, the spiritual can be fun. The spiritual does not have to be always deep, intense, kind of somber. Uh, it can be a celebration. It can bring, you know, bring light into this experience, and I think really any sexual experience, if the couple wants to access that, I think that's fine, um, and not to uh, suppress feelings of love uh, just because they're having sex. There's nothing shameful in having sex, and there's nothing shameful in making uh, having sex to have a baby. 
So um, I think that's important to keep in mind as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm taking notes. And I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I'm taking notes. I think it's beautiful. You're so knowledgeable and uh, I love all the things that you're saying. Yeah, thank you. Um, You know, it's knowledge that comes from uh, curiosity uh, because so many couples, when they come in to see a sex therapist or any couples therapist really, uh, they say, you know, if you ask them, when did your relationship or when did your sex life get off track? And so often they will say, well, it was after the uh, first child or second child, um, maybe even the third child. And, you know, you have to wonder what what was going on all the way along. And I've had people, when I ask them to talk about becoming pregnant and during the pregnancy, I actually get a lot of information. Not always. I mean, sometimes people go like, yeah, it's normal. I mean, we want to have a kid and we had a kid and... The pregnancy was fine. It was kind of fun. Um, but other couples, you find out there really was some kind of struggle going on. Um, and uh, and it's okay. It's okay to admit that, you know, like you said, like everybody thinks that it's supposed to be so, such a happy, happy time. And maybe it isn't. You know, maybe you really feel terrible. Maybe the baby is sitting someplace and just kicking the just kicking you so hard and it's not fun and you feel fat and, you know, and he, the man is like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe, what am I going to do? How am I going to support this child? That's what men worry about. And Or, you know, what is our life going to be like once the baby is here? Um, you know, there's a lot of anxiety. And, of course, we have to think about, as we're thinking about pregnancy and all of that, there's uh, depression um, that's actually quite common uh, for women to have baby blues, not so common to have deep depression. But I'm, I'm finding it, uh, especially in writing this book, as I'm asking women uh, what their mood was like, I, I'm surprised at how many women are telling me, you know, I, I didn't realize it, but I think I was really depressed. So I would also say uh, during this time, that's a really important message, you know, during this time, to, um, if you're feeling very depressed, to get help as well. Um, and you don't want to be depressed because that gets in the way of your sex drive and uh, opportunities mm-hmm. to be close to somebody, to your partner. So you want to watch for that. Mm-hmm. Great. So in this show, I always explore the link between sex and spirit. So in your own words, uh, I was curious um, what is the link between sex and spirit for you? So for me, I think the to me it's about love. I do think that love is divine force and is one of the things that can makes us want to connect to another person. I think that when you're with a partner. Uh, and there is genuine love for each other. Um, it allows you to take risks and to ex- explore your sexuality. And I'd like to say, how much pleasure can you stand? And I do believe that our bodies were made in such a way to enjoy sexual pleasure. And I think that there is something divine in that enjoyment and um, and I wish people did not associate shame with their sexuality uh, there's no need for that mm. beautiful thank you so much for coming on oh, today's thank show thank you Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's wonderful to have an opportunity to talk about this. Yes. And uh, also, um, those of the, um, those people who are interested to get your books, uh, they can find you on Amazon and your new book, um, Counseling Couples Before, During, and After Pregnancy, uh, is going to be out in December. 
is this a meant more for helping professionals or can uh, couples uh, who are uh, planning for baby uh, get this book? Uh, they could. It's really for professionals. It's for okay. It's for uh, educators and um, nurses and therapists and counselors mm -hmm. and pastors. Uh, and I, I don't think it's not a book for couples. It's really for mm -hmm. uh, helpers uh, to understand this period, this very important period of a couple's life, a little better. Mm. And of course, they can get this book for their helping professional. <laughs> right. <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on to today's show. And next week, I have Don Bag and Gerard Getz again. And they're going to be talking about love for long-term couples. So in the meantime, stay happy, keep having sex, and uh, stay tuned to Arrow's Evolution next week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.